What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in this video I'm going to be updating my rest of season fantasy football rankings at every position. So my top 36 running backs and wide receivers and then my top 18 quarterbacks and tight ends. I wanted to get this one out before the uh, Thursday night game. So I think uh, I'm going to get that done here. I am going to be taking more into account some of the strength of schedule rest of season, right? At this point, we kind of know what we're getting out of these players, so the matchups can play a big role, either making that playoff push or once you're in the fantasy football playoffs, you know, having the best possible players in those matchups. Um, I will say I haven't really accounted for bye weeks just because I think it kind of varies by team, right? If you have a really stacked roster with solid depth, then a bye week isn't going to mean a ton. If you have no depth, then a bye week could, you know, be very impactful in your lineup. So kind of keep that in mind if you're going to go out and try to make trades for these players. But let's just dive right into it. We're going to start off at the running back position. And I have two tier one running backs here. I think typically you just assume that CMC is the top guy. And I do have him here as my running back one. But I think Austin Eckler also deserves a spot in this tier. He is a fantastic schedule rest of season, both leading into the fantasy playoffs and actually in the fantasy playoffs. So I think that schedule does bump him into that uh, Christian McCaffrey tier. Then looking at some tier two guys, I'm going to have Travis Etienne, Jonathan Taylor, Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, Devon A. Chan, and Josh Jacobs. Travis Etienne has been a very consistent option all season long. Really strong workload. JT really now emerging as the uh, workhorse for the Colts. Bijan Robinson may seem high considering that his usage has been kind of frustrating. I do think he's going to peak in the second half of the season. I do think that usage is going to trend up, but he also just has a great, great matchup for the fantasy football playoffs. So if he's starting to peak later on in the season and he gets that juicy schedule, he could definitely just dominate over the last few weeks of the season. Then we have Brees Hall here. I've talked about him a lot this week. I'm definitely higher on him than consensus. He's had two not so great games in a row, but still double digit PPR points. He's had those boom games also. I just like him as a uh, solid mid-tier RB1 rest of season. Then I'm going to have Devon Achan. Looks like he's going to be uh, making his return here coming off of IR in week 11. This may seem high considering he's missed time. We don't know what his workload's going to be stepping in right away, but I feel like we just got to take a swing here on the upside. We saw what he could do in the few weeks um, where he was emerging as like a top back in this offense early on in the season. He is so explosive. He has a ton of touchdown upside, huge big playability. So I think he is deserving here as the running back seven. And then wrapping this tier up with Josh Jacobs, obviously the Raiders offense isn't going to be great, but they're just going to be running this offense through Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. So I do think he deserves a spot here in tier two. Now tier three, a small tier here, just three guys. We're going to go Jameer Gibbs, DeAndre Swift, and Alvin Kamara. All three of these guys are kind of in uh, unique situations. I do think Jameer Gibbs kind of deserves this top 10 running back slot. The usage he saw in week 10 was wildly encouraging moving forward, out carrying David Montgomery, out snapping David Montgomery, running more routes, clearly out targeting him, and then also taking more goal line snaps than him. I mean, that was pretty much the best usage we could have expected or kind of hoped for out of Jameer Gibbs. Now, I don't think that's necessarily going to stick, but I do think if he's filtering in on the goal line, plus that receiving upside, I do have him firmly ahead of David Montgomery rest of season. And I just think that's the type of, uh, you know, production that's going to peak later on in the season. Also, as a rookie, these running backs can kind of break out later on in the season. And then I have DeAndre Swift. He's been a really solid, like, fringe running back one all season long. And he has a great matchup for the fantasy football playoffs. So if you can get there, I think DeAndre Swift could definitely uh, 
be kind of sealing those leagues for you. And then the final guy in this tier is going to be Alvin Kamara. He's a guy who actually has a pretty tough schedule rest of season. I'm probably going to be lower on him than consensus because if we look at the production he's had since coming back from suspension, this running back 11 slot is low. I just have concerns that he is going to lose out on some of his workload rest of season. You know, since he came back, he was heavily involved, but prior to last week, there was a kind of a trend where he was falling off in his snaps. You were seeing Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller getting a little bit more involved. So I think that his usage could start to fall off. He's still going to be a solid pass catcher, and I still have him as an RB1, but I think the tough schedule and a potential slip and roll is why I'm probably going to be lower on him here. Now, moving into tier four, this is going to be a very, very large tier. We have some running backs peaking, some running backs falling off, you know, different kind of schedules thrown in here. We're going to start it off with Tony Pollard. And I understand that a lot of people aren't going to like this and I get it. He has been wildly disappointing so far this season. But if you guys uh, listen to my trade target video, I talked about him as a buy low. I still think Tony Pollard has some juice rest of season. He's on one of the better offenses in the NFL. He's due for some positive touchdown regression. And he also has, you know, the receiving workload mixed in there. So I think Pollard can be a nice option rest of season. Um, this Cowboys offense is peaking. I'm not fading off of him. And there are just enough concerns with some of these other running backs. Maybe they've still been better on the season, but there are concerns with lots of running backs in this tier. So I uh, feel decently enough with Tony Pollard leading this tier. But like I said, it's a large tier. If you want to take some of these other guys, I totally get it. Um, after Tony Pollard, we have Saquon Barkley. And Saquon's just kind of in a tough spot here because talent-wise, I think he deserves to be ranked much higher than this. But with the current Giants quarterback situation, plus you factor in that Saquon Barkley has an unbelievably tough schedule rest of season, it's just kind of tough to see him putting together a super high ceiling finish to the season. After Saquon, we're going to go with Derrick Henry. He's in a weird spot right now, kind of also in a tough spot offensively with the Titans, but he has a much better schedule rest of season. He just doesn't have the same like three down skill set as Saquon Barkley, where regardless of game script, Saquon's going to be very involved. For Derrick Henry, if their offense is slipping, they could end up pivoting to Tajay Spears, which leaves Derrick Henry with a pretty low weekly floor. But we could also just see Derrick Henry go on one of those like late season runs where he just you know dominates teams later on in the season, putting together like those 200 plus rushing yard games. That's definitely still in the cards here um, for Derrick Henry. Then we're going to go with Joe Mixon. I think at this point, he's a nice locked in um, high end running back too. After Mixon, I have Kenneth Walker, and he's just kind of a tough guy to rank. Um, kind of a similar situation to the Alvin Kamara thing in the sense that Walker, when he's been on the field, has been very productive, but you just feel like Zach Charbonnet is kind of lurking there. And at any point, this could just turn into like a 50-50 split. And all of a sudden, Kenneth Walker's like, a fringe RB2 instead of an RB1. So that kind of, you know, risk of losing workload is factored in there. Behind Walker, I have David Montgomery, and I can already sense people not liking this ranking. Um, and I get it, right? If you just look at what David Montgomery's done this season, it doesn't line up with RB17. And even the first game back with Jameer Gibbs, he still had a very, very solid fantasy day. But the way I'm looking at it is that we saw what Jameer Gibbs' role was. And if that kind of continues, or even if it's close to that, David Montgomery's ceiling is very, very capped, and he's going to have to hit at a crazy high touchdown pace, especially considering the fact that he's splitting goal line carries with Jameer Gibbs. There's just not a lot of upside with his current role. He's pretty much a non-factor as a pass catcher, and I just think these other running backs, right, most of them are locked into leaving their backfield, and they just have more upside rest of season. So that's why I'm a little bit lower on Montgomery, but I still have him in this tier 
with these other really strong running back plays. Um, and who knows, maybe he takes work back from Jameer Gibbs. I just think when we're looking at how these running backs are trending, I would assume the young rookie who's really starting to put together strong games, I would expect that guy to continue building on his workload compared to taking a step back for a more veteran option like David Montgomery. Just my two cents there. Um, then we're going to go with Rashad White, definitely peaking over the last few weeks, getting super involved as a pass catcher, which really kind of helps make him a little bit game script proof here, right? Even if he's inefficient on the ground, he can still make up for it. If they're trailing, he can still get involved as a uh, pass catcher. Then we're going to go with Aaron Jones, seeing a nice uptick in usage over the past couple of weeks. Green Bay's offense is a little bit concerning, so that's really like the downside of Aaron Jones. And then wrapping up this tier with Javante Williams, I think he's definitely going to peak over the second half of the season. Had a really nice game. I think that was Monday Night Football. So I expect him to kind of stack those games moving forward. Now looking at tier five, these are going to be like the back end running back of twos. We're going to start it off with Kyron Williams. Kind of a tough guy to rank here because he's going to be missing the week 11 game. He can return in week 12. And if Kyron Williams steps back into the same workload he had pre-injury, then he belongs probably in tier four, maybe even tier three. But I do think we're in a spot here where he could come back, but I don't know if he's going to be locked back into that huge workload. You know, they've had guys fill in, Henderson, Freeman, those guys could still be somewhat involved, um, which is why I'm kind of just like hedging here with him as more of like a back end running back two play. Then we're going to go with Raheem Mostert. Mostert, it felt weird to have him this low. I think it's kind of similar to the David Montgomery thing, where if I'm really high on A-Chan, it's going to be tough to see Mostert having a super high ceiling. Even though him and A-Chan were both putting together monster games together early on in the season, over the last few weeks, Mostert's production hasn't really been there. And even with A-Chan out, I feel like his usage has just been a little bit underwhelming. So back end RB2. Then I'm going to have Isaiah Pacheco, solid role here for the Chiefs. Not a crazy high ceiling player. I feel like this is a fair spot. Then we have James Conner. I do think this Cardinals offense is definitely looking up with uh, Kyler Murray back. The lack of receiving is a little bit uh, concerning there with James Conner. It could tick up, um, but it could stay the same. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. And then to wrap up this tier, I have Brian Robinson. I think he's somewhat capped in his role. Not going to be overly involved as a pass catcher, I guess, aside from uh, the week 10 game. His workload on the ground has been slipping a little bit. So kind of touchdown dependent. RB25, I think is a fair spot. We're going to have three tier six running backs, Ramondre Stevenson, Jerome Ford, and James Cook. Ramondre actually has a really favorable schedule rest of season, but I just think this Patriots offense is capped. Ezekiel Elliott also is going to be involved. I think Jerome Ford takes a hit with Deshaun Watson out for the season, just going to lower the ceiling of this offense. And then for James Cook, maybe the new OC comes in, kind of ignites James Cook rest of season, but it hasn't been super encouraging with uh, what we've seen so far. And then tier seven is going to be the final tier. We're going to go Jalen Warren, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, Alexander Madison, Najee Harris, Zach Charbonnet, Chuba Hubbard, and then I kind of did a tie with uh, Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce. Kind of a lot of these guys are in ambiguous situations. We have the Steelers running backs, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell back to back. Gus Edwards is the better option now, but does Keaton Mitchell take over? Um, Madison, we'll see what the uh, Ty Chandler split is looking like. Charbonnet, I think he has the opportunity to gain on Kenneth Walker. Chuba, currently leading this backfield, but pretty low floor, low ceiling uh, role. And then Singletary and Pierce, they've been locked into a solid split when they're both healthy. 
We'll see if Damian Pierce is able to uh, return sometime soon. Obviously, if he continues to miss time, Devin Singletary gets a bump. So those are going to be the running backs. Now we're going to pivot over to the wide receiver position, the top 36 wideouts. Starting off in tier one, just a really solid tier of tier one guys here. Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, and Cooper Cup. CeeDee Lamb's been on an absolute tear, and he also has a really solid fantasy schedule. Uh, for Justin Jefferson, seems like we might get him back this week. Um, that's kind of what we're expecting here with where I have him ranked. So those top tier one guys, you could flip around the order, right? All these players have been so impressive. You want Keenan Allen higher, I get it. You want Diggs higher. You know, I'm on raw hire. I completely understand. All these guys are just locked in top options rest of season. Now, we also have a pretty large tier two. Going to start it off with Devontae Adams. I just don't think he has the offensive situation of some of these other guys ranked ahead of him, but obviously the uh, talent is there. Then we're going to have Mike Evans, and he actually draws a pretty tough fantasy schedule rest of season, but I still think he's deserving of being here as like a back end wide receiver one. Just been super impressive with uh, Baker Mayfield. Then I'm going to have DJ Moore. Um, he has kind of struggled over the past few weeks, but getting Justin Fields back at quarterback, I think is big for him. The splits with Fields and Bajent have been uh, very far apart. So I think DJ Moore bounces back into like that fringe wide receiver one territory when uh, Justin Fields is back. Then we have Michael Pittman, just got to put some respect on him here, continues to produce, continues to command a lot of volume. I like him as a, a high-end wide receiver too. Then we're going to go with Puka Nakua. I know like the last couple weeks with Stafford and Cup and Puka haven't been great. I do think this offense is going to be able to rebound. I believe in Sean McVay, believe in Matthew Stafford, and I think both Cup and Puka are very, very talented. The next guy is going to be Brandon Ayuk, and he has a great fantasy schedule. So this 49ers offense with favorable matchups, good to see there with Ayuk. Then we're going to go with Jalen Waddell, and he kind of has the opposite situation. Pretty tough uh, playoff schedule for the Dolphins. Not overly concerned about it for Tyree Kill because he's Tyree Kill, but Jalen Waddle could potentially um, kind of get the short end of that stick. And then another wide receiver too on a top offense, Devonta Smith wraps up this tier. Now looking at tier three, we're going to have Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Adam Thielen, T. Higgins, and Debo Samuel. Bunch of different situations here. Chris Olave, if Derek Carr misses some time with Jameis Winston coming in, Chris Olave could end up moving up just based on the ceiling. Jameis Winston is going to go out there. He's going to sling it. May not be great from a, a real-life NFL perspective, but from fantasy, he's going to give his wide receivers opportunities that Derek Carr just would not. Then we have Garrett Wilson, capped by the quarterback situation, but just so talented, continues to produce. Adam Thielen, production's starting to slip, but I still think we have to put some respect on his early season production and the volume he's been able to command. T. Higgins, the injury situation is tough, but I think a healthy T. Higgins is right in there with like the Jalen Waddles, the Devonta Smiths, like those wide receiver twos on top offenses. And then wrapping up this tier with Debo Samuel, talked about the great schedule with Brandon Ayuk. Now looking at tier four, these are going to be like the back end wide receiver twos, high end wide receiver threes. Going to start it off with Tank Dell. I mean, putting up wide receiver two production as a rookie is super impressive, especially considering the fact that he wasn't even a top three wide receiver in their first game. He stepped in. CJ Stroud continues to look impressive. So big fan of Tank Dell rest of season. Also a big fan of Hollywood Brown moving forward. Kyler Murray's back. I believe in Marquise Brown as the talent. I think he's going to be a nice play. Then we have Deontay Johnson. I really like his ability to command volume. George Pickens seems to have kind of taken a back seat since Deontay Johnson has come back. So I do like Deontay. Then we're going to go with Christian Kirk. 
definitely seems to have uh, separated himself from uh, Calvin Ridley at this point. And then Jordan Addison. And to be honest, this does feel low for Jordan Addison, but I do think Justin Jefferson coming back, it's going to be a little bit of a hit to Jordan Addison. We'll see if Dobbs is able to keep up his crazy run. If he is, then this probably will be uh, too low for Jordan Addison, but we'll see. Maybe it comes down to earth just a little bit. And then wrapping up this tier with Nico Collins, this may seem low for a guy who's like a locked in mid-tier wide receiver too in terms of points per game. I just think in the time that he's kind of missed the bye week, it feels like Tank Dell has really kind of stepped up and been the wide receiver one. You also have Noah Brown kind of emerging, so potentially more target competition than we saw earlier on in the season where he put together some boom games, but still someone I like as like a high-end uh, wide receiver three. And then in tier five, we're just going to have three wide receivers, two of them on the same team, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and Tyler Lockett. I think all these players are very strong wide receivers. I just don't know if any of them have super high ceilings rest of season. Metcalf and Lockett actually have really solid playoff schedules, but I just haven't seen enough from this uh, Seahawks passing attack to get overly excited about either of these guys. I think probably one of them is going to have a really strong finish, but I'm not really willing to like throw both of them up there if I only think one dude's going to do it. Geno's been underwhelming. You also have JSN kind of starting to emerge, eating into the uh, targets, and that's something he wasn't doing earlier on in the season. So that's why I have these guys. And then Terry McLaurin, he's been solid. You know, he's going to be like, fringe wide receiver two, potentially wide receiver three week to week, nothing crazy, but mid-tier wide receiver three for me. And then the final tier, this tier is definitely skewing younger with one veteran. We're going to go Josh Downs, DeAndre Hopkins, Zay Flowers, Drake London, and Rasheed Rice. So for Josh Downs, seems like some people are kind of hopping off the bandwagon after he had like two down games, but it's really just because he was limited with injury left in the first one. Um, and then I think it was the London game or the Germany game, maybe. Um, he definitely was kind of limited, has the bye week. I expect him to bounce back, get the production we were seeing a few weeks ago. D-Hop, the Titan situation has kind of slipped a little bit, but maybe they turn it around with Will Levis. Zay Flowers, he's kind of slipped a little bit also, uh, playing tonight on Thursday Night Football. I still like his opportunity to kind of have a nice second half breakout. Drake London, I think it'll be interesting to see what he looks like paired with Taylor Heineke moving forward, currently on bye. And then Rasheed Rice, I thought this would be an interesting shout out to give him here. I think he has the opportunity to see an expanded role here in week 11. I think I talked about this in the wide receiver rankings video. With some of these rookies, the bye week is definitely a spot where they can see a bump in their usage. So we could see that with Rice. Um, if he can lock up like those wide receiver one snaps, definitely has some upside rest of season paired with uh, Patrick Mahomes. And now shifting over to the quarterback position, we're going top 18. My top two quarterbacks are going to be Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Not sure if there's a ton of controversy there. Um, I know Josh Allen getting some heat as of late, still been a very, very strong fantasy option, not fading away from him as my uh, quarterback one. And then I also am going to have two tier two quarterbacks. It's going to be Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Now, neither of these guys have really like completely lit it up fantasy wise, but Mahomes has still been very solid. Lamar Jackson potentially slipping a little bit, but he actually has a great fantasy schedule rest of season. So I think we could see some high ceiling games out of Lamar. And then we're going to have a very, very large tier three. The quarterback position for fantasy is really in a great spot at this point. So this tier is going to have Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, CJ Stroud, Kyler Murray, and Tua. Now Dak Prescott has been on a tear and he has a great fantasy schedule rest of season. So he may be able to keep that rolling. Justin Fields coming back this week. Seems like some people may have forgotten the weekly ceiling this guy can have. 
there are some quarterbacks in this tier with really tough schedules. Burrow, Herbert, and Tua are all kind of in a tough spot with their remaining matchups, but still talented quarterbacks. I have more of a belief in Burrow and Herbert compared to Tua, um, but that's just me. And then CJ Stroud is my quarterback nine. I could definitely see an argument for Stroud being higher with how he's playing as of late. And then Kyler Murray, I think he's going to have that rushing upside. I could also see him being ranked higher. Um, really just liking this Cardinals offense and some of their top weapons rest of season. And then tier four, we're going to have Brock Purdy, Joshua Dobbs, Sam Howell, and Jared Goff. All these dudes have been pretty solid. Brock Purdy has a great schedule rest of season, maybe a little bit capped in terms of his ceiling just based on the lack of rushing production. But I mean, the dude is on a stacked offense, can put together some solid passing numbers. Joshua Dobbs, if he continues to play at the level he's been at, he's probably going to be too low here. Getting Justin Jefferson back, he has some of that rushing upside. It's tough for me to rank him higher over guys like Tua, Kyler Murray, but I could honestly understand the uh, argument if you wanted it. Then we go with Sam Howell, been very solid, nothing crazy in terms of his uh, rest of season schedule. And then Jared Goff here is like a high-end quarterback too. And then my final three quarterbacks, disappointing for Trevor Lawrence to be here. I don't know what it is. The touchdowns just have not been there. I don't think he's been bad from like a real life NFL perspective, but fantasy wise, the uh, numbers are just not coming through. We have Matthew Stafford coming back, surrounded by solid weapons, got to feel decent about him. And then Russell Wilson may not look pretty, but continuing to get it done as like a decent fantasy quarterback too. And then the final position here, we are going to have the tight ends. I feel like the tight end position is booming at this point. Cannot remember the last time there were 10 to 12 tight ends you actually probably trusted in your lineup week to week. We're going to start it off with the clear-cut tight end one, Travis Kelsey, only tier one tight end. Then in tier two, we're going to go Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's been slightly better on the season, um, but I do think with Jefferson coming back, maybe the targets slip a little bit. Uh, I talked about Lamar having great matchups the rest of the season. I could see Andrews having a nice finish to the year. Then tier three, going to go Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, George Kittle, and Trey McBride. Now, I think you could have a pretty decent debate between Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta. I slightly lean Kincaid just because I think being like the second target on a Josh Allen-led offense is slightly more valuable than like the second target on a Jared Goff-led offense, but they're back-to-back, both very strong plays rest of season. Then I'm going to have George Kittle. I do like the rookies ahead of him just because they're more locked in as like a top target on their team. George Kittle has a lot of target competition, but he's still been uh, putting up solid numbers, even with those other guys. Um, And then wrapping up this tier with Trey McBride, a massive first game with Kyler back at quarterback. He has completely peaked since the uh, Zach Ertz injury, and I think he keeps it rolling here with Kyler. Then tier four, we're going to have Evan Ingram, Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, and Cole Komet. Um, For Evan Ingram here, hasn't hit in the touchdown department, but has pretty much done everything else. Dalton Schultz is a guy who has hit in the touchdown department combined uh, with CJ Stroud rest of season. Then we go with Jake Ferguson, starting to peak um, for the Cowboys there. Talked about Dak having a nice schedule rest of season. Ferguson's usage has been impressive, so I think he can keep it rolling. And then Cole Komet, I think he belongs in this tier. He's had a few boom games with Bajent, so maybe the production slips a little bit with Justin Fields, but he just continues to be a touchdown threat and is going to be one of the top targets for that Bears offense. And then tier five, these are players you probably don't love week to week, but could be playable. We're going to go with uh, Taysom Hill here. He's had some creative usage over the past few weeks. Week 10 wasn't great, but it was also a weird game script. They were kind of trailing, so 
who knows how that factors in. He has some weekly touchdown upside with his uh, work on the goal line, whether he's throwing, catching passes, or rushing the ball. And then we're going to have David Njoku, and Njoku takes a hit with the uh, Deshaun Watson injury. He was really starting to bank some really solid performances back to back to back. If Watson was healthy, he'd definitely be in tier four. I do think it just takes a hit though, along with the uh, rest of this offense. You notice Samara Cooper wasn't even in my rankings. If Watson was healthy, he'd probably be like a mid-tier RB2, or sorry, wide receiver two. The splits have just been uh, you know, tough without Deshaun Watson. And then we go with Kyle Pitts talents there just don't know if the volume is going to be there the consistent usage in that arthur smith offense then we go with logan thomas just like the definition of like your fringe tight end one week to week and then pat fryermuth um he could be returning this week he's given you some decent production in his first two seasons didn't have a hot start to this year but maybe turns it around and then tier six you're kind of just like stashing these dudes maybe hoping they get back in time later on in the season dallas goddard and darren waller you're definitely going to see a fall off at the tight end position at that point. But that's going to wrap it up for my updated rest of season rankings. Let me know your guys' thoughts. Who's too high? Who's too low? If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'm thinking about talking about some uh, trade targets, maybe with great schedules rest of season, maybe playoff schedules, taking a look at that. Um, But thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.